and welcome back to Of Idiots and Intellects. I'm your host, Kelsey Hatzinger, and I'm here today with a good friend and co-worker, slash my boss, Cody Lindahl. Hey, Kelsey. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you, and I'm glad you got to see my dogs. Oh my god, best part. Um, <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about theater, with an R-E at the end, not the E-R. Look at you go. I know words. You know things. <laughs> I know stuff about stuff. <laughs> um, so what made you interested in theater and acting? Well, <clears throat> mainly my dad, because when I was like five, he tried out for a show here in town, and he got me involved with it, mm-hmm. just because I needed like a child on stage for it. I didn't they have just to do... needed a little body. Yeah, they just needed a little body. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to memorize anything. They just said, follow him. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, that's cute. That's the cutest way to start, like, a dream. Yeah. It sounded really lame, but, like, whatever. Um, so, about how many plays have you participated in? Both on stage and behind the scenes. Oof. Um... Probably at least more than 40 shows. More than four? I didn't know you did that many. I've oh been God. doing at least one show every year since I was five. If not more than one show a year. So what's it like um, doing the shows when you're younger versus like now? When you're younger, there's less you have to worry about as like a performer. Because... Mm-hmm. You're just a kid. You're just they a kid. People you. are going to show up anyway because they're kids being cute. But as like an adult, you have to tell more of a story with with the character you're doing, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more like background stuff you have to dive into to develop that character. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I wanted to like I want to see what your plays were like when you were little versus now, and just criticize the hell out of you. I mean, same. <laughs> I'd find something wrong with every second. So. Yeah. How is it, like, criticizing yourself? Like, even when everyone is like, oh my god, you did such a great job, do you always feel like, no, I fucked this part up? Yeah, um, I get complimented so often, but every time I'm criticizing myself, because I know the full extent of the show, how it's supposed to go, because I do all the rehearsals and everything, so when I screw something up, the audience doesn't know, which is nice, mm-hmm. but then I'm on stage like, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> yeah. You feel guilty then? Kind of, I feel, not so much guilty, but I feel bad, because sometimes I'm like, oh no, I ruined it. Oh. <laughs> and then the audience just doesn't They're just like, notice. oh, I thought that was part of the show. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, like, Sean and I went and saw um, your last play, and we left a little bit early towards the end, but like, he didn't recognize who you were because I don't think he really worked with you when he was no but um he was like oh yeah that was the guy like that's why we came here and I was like yeah that's you know that's Cody from Staples and he was like oh yeah he was probably the best one out of that group so you have Sean's approval thank you Sean much love (laughs) um so you went to school for theater right I did so what was the curriculum like like, what do they teach you? Well, with at Platteville, it's a little bit different because they're just a uh, Bachelor of Arts and some Bachelor of Fine Arts. Okay. Which, with a Bachelor of Arts, at least with Platteville, you learn 
basically all aspects of theater, not just one focus, like, oh, I'm just going to do performing, or I'm going to do design. Mm -hmm. They make you do almost everything. So you get your, like, your foot in the door, your feet wet with, like, everything. Mm -hmm. Where with a BFA Bachelor of Fine Arts, like, at UW-Madison, you basically focus on, like, one aspect, like, just performing, or just costume design, or this, that, what have you. Mm Mm-hmm. What's your favorite part of that, then? Like, if you had experience with all of the different aspects, do you like the onstage stuff? Do you like the costume design more? Um, well, I mean, I still will always have a huge place in my heart for being on stage. That will be my number one goal, dream to do, is professionally perform. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, behind the scenes go, I've learned I love costume designing shows because I get to do my own, like tell my own story through those designs with those characters instead of just going with the norm. Mm-hmm. Like, the last show I just des- I designed costumes for was Beauty and the Beast and Fond du Lac for the summer. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh. I didn't want to go with the usual, oh, Belle's in, like, the normal period blue dress and uh, Lumiere's, like, actually looks like a candlestick. Mm-hmm. I just took, like, the silhouette and shape of, like, the furniture pieces, like, the clock and the wardrobe and everything, put the silhouette into human clothes to show that, oh, well, they are, they were at one point human, Mm -hmm. but now they're basically a magical object. Okay. See, that's really cool. I think that's really cool, and I think it takes a lot of talent to be able to design something like that. Like, you really have to have an eye for it and, like, a feel for what you're trying to create. So, good job, dude. Thank you. <laughs> um, what's the goal for you when it comes to theater and your overall acting career? Like, what's the end game? Well, I mean, the end game is moving you to be New the York. Next Brad Pitt? No, 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 no. No? See, the, the thing is I'm trying to, like, tell my family because they're trying to push me to, like, California and everything to be on TV. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't really want to do TV because yeah. that's not as hard for a performer as it would be for live theater because you do something wrong recording film you can stop cut do again right but with live theater you screw up you just have to make it work there's no stops no going backs so you want that kind of challenge yes i enjoy the challenge of okay well i just screwed up how do i come back from this i like that okay i can definitely respect that if you got an offer to do, like, a sitcom or something, would you take that? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, New York is where you want to go. Yep. New York performing mainly. In the past, like, couple shows I've been on stage with, I don't care too much to have, like, a leading role going mm-hmm. to Broadway because from my experience with, like, supporting leads and lead roles... A lot of them aren't as fun, personally, as Mm -hmm. Ensemble, because Ensemble, I'm running around, million costume changes, trying to do all these dances and harmonies and stuff like that, where with leads, you have solos, you have duets, not as much of fun of harmonies and stuff like that, or you don't get as many, like, fun, crazy dance experiences as well with it, so. Okay. This is, I'm so glad you, like, agreed to do this, because I'm learning so much about theater <laughs> that I never thought I would know. 
Um, so you do musicals too. Yep. Preferably yeah. I would choose musicals over plays to perform in. Why is that? Because I love singing and I love dancing. Do you um, have a good singing voice or is it like, are my ears going to bleed? Well, everyone else says I have a great singing voice, but being your own critic is the worst part, so I yeah. think I sound like crap, but everyone else is like, oh no, you sound so good, or no, I'm not just saying that because I'm your friend. Mm-hmm. Well, you have like a soothing talking voice in general, so I would assume that would transfer to like having a pretty decent thing going on for you. I'll take that as a compliment, thank you. I, it was meant as a compliment. Okay. I just, I can't articulate that's okay. language. Please help. <laughs> so. <laughs> See, um, that's how I am, too, because everyone's like, you do theater. Shouldn't you be good at, like, public speaking or just talking in general? I'm like, no, I'm used to people telling me what to say and how to say it. Yeah. That kind of brings us to the next question I have. Like, what's the typical process for a play or a musical? Like, what are the steps that need to be taken to make it happen? Just, like, in general? Yeah, or as an actor? Yeah, through, like, the whole thing. Um, well, it all starts with a board meeting trying to decide, oh, so what shows do we want to do? What show mm-hmm. that does this person want to direct for the season? As soon as they pick the show that they're going to do, um, normally when they go to the board meeting, they have everyone in mind, costume designer, set designer, line designer, choreographer, every part of the show back behind the scenes figured out. Then they come to auditions where... For most musicals, you walk in, you have a short clip of music that you're going to sing for them, mm-hmm. you do the dance audition, you do a cold read of the show, and then they do the casting, whereas a play, you'd go in, do a cold read, maybe a couple like improv things to see how well you improvise, and then the casting. As soon as the casting hits, that's where most of the work starts, behind the scenes at least, because mm-hmm. costumers... They basically need the actor for each character before they can start putting actual color and shape on the person, depending on the size of their body. Um, Then, as far as, then for the set and the lighting, most of those colors feed off, their color palettes feed off of, like, the costumes to tell, like, an overall story, because it's much easier to change, like, a lighting gel or change the paint color than it is to okay, well, here's this orange shirt that I now have to somehow magically make blue sort of a situation. Right. Then you go into the rehearsal process. A lot of people start out blocking and throwing in small rehearsals with learning the music, learning the choreography. The order and how it's done normally depends on, like, the director and the production team on how they want to go about it. At, Pl- at Platteville, which is one thing I loved how they did it, was they took the first week, they learned all the music for every song mm-hmm. before they even got together for a cold read, because then they would, at the end of that week, they would do a sing read-through, sing-through, where they actually sing with the piano okay. when the songs come up, and then do the read-through along with it. Yeah, I can see how that would be preferable. Second week, they learn the choreography. This way, they know the music, they know the words, so they know where what lines up with what. Mm-hmm. And then the third week, they do the blocking. Fourth week, they basically threw everything all together and, and eventually put the clothes on people. So wait, people show, are just so. running around without clothes this whole time? Well, in like street clothes, 
Okay. They don't just show up, look, I'm in an 1800s dress. Right. Okay. <laughs> Those people run around with their dicks out. I mm, That's backstage. <laughs> Hello. You get so comfortable with each other backstage yeah, that, that with quick changes, those are the best because you basically run off stage stripping while, <laughs> while you're moving. No one throws singles at you though, right? Unfortunately not, so that's why I'm still broke. Oh. <laughs> and oh not in New York yet. <laughs> I mean, there's music and dancing. There might as well just be dollar bills flying around. That'd be nice. <laughs> but no, yeah. I love quick changes. Those are my favorite thing in the world to do between one costume to another. There was one show I did, um, The Wedding Singer, because I, I did that show twice. Mm -hmm. First time I was just ensemble. Second time I was one of the supporting leads along with ensemble. Yeah. So I had wig changes, costume changes, and there was one time I had to do a costume change in like 20 seconds and get from one side of the stage, run around the back hall to the other side of the stage for my entrance. <laughs> so as soon as I got off stage, I was running, I took my shirt off, chucked my shirt, um, I had someone backstage with my shirt like held open for me just like a dive into. <laughs> I was putting that on, grabbed my jacket, ran across, and I was finally like putting my jacket on by the time I had to walk on stage. Oh my gosh. So I'm like out of breath, having to try and sing along with it. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, no wonder you guys are always so sweaty on stage. <laughs> it's not just because of the lights, like a lot of people think. There's a lot more exercise that we have to do. Yeah. Alright, so we're going to take a quick break here, but stay tuned and we'll be talking about this even more. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us through that short ad. It's really not that long so you shouldn't have gone anywhere um so <laughs> we were talking <laughs> so we were talking about the um theater process or the play process um have you ever had an interest in the writing the writing not so much i mean i'm not opposed to like helping develop a story for a show but playwriting not really something <laughs> i'd be good at <laughs> You don't want to be like Shakespeare? No. <laughs> Just no. As great of a person as he was, I'm not a huge fan of him. Only because I'm too stupid to understand what the fuck is happening when he talks. <laughs> you know, they said it was, it wasn't just one guy. It was a whole, um, like, secret group of people that kept writing under just William Shakespeare as one name. Yeah. So, ah. Uh, That's all another conspiracy. I know. You love conspiracies too, right? Oh god, I love conspiracy stories. Yeah, I'll probably have you on for more conspiracy podcasts Perfect. too. Um, so, let's see. What's your favorite aspect of the costume design, do you think? Um, I think finally seeing a design go from just like a pencil sketch mm -hmm. to the final product on the person on stage. And you do the pencil sketches too, right? Yes. Cool. That's really cool. Could you hem some stuff for me? Yeah. You... <laughs> my big, my thing is I don't do any like denim or jean material because denim is a pain in the ass. Have you had to do a lot of denim for shows? Before? Thank God, no. 
<laughs> Everyone just gets to wear stretchy pants material. Yep. Well, otherwise it's that, or they're in like dresses or dress pants. What about a jean dress? I mean, that's an very idea. specific. That's very specific okay. and an idea. Um, Do a whole show designed only in denim. I'm gonna write that just to have you have the <laughs> responsibility of designing the costume. That's okay. They make fabric. That looks like denim, but it's not, no, so... it has to be real <laughs> denim. Damn it. has to be scratch-proof. Have you ever tried to, like, bust through denim? Kinda, yeah. I mean, I think just denim jackets and wearing denim jeans would be the safest way to go through a zombie apocalypse, because that shit you cannot get through. Yeah. Anyways. I had to <laughs> hem up the sleeves of an... An actual leather jacket once. Leather that jacket. sucked. Ooh. Trying to get like a needle, I put the needle through my finger more times than the jacket probably. Awesome. I like hearing that. Which is why they invented thimbles. Not actually <laughs> that reason, but it's a good reason why they've invented them. Yeah. Do you know in German, um, thimbles are finger hoot? Which literally <laughs> translates to finger hat. I love that. German is so literal. <laughs> That's why um, I took it in high school, because it was much easier than Spanish. Yeah. It's more fun, too. Like, it just... It's so literal. Like, a skunk is called a stink tira, which literally translates to stink animal. Stinky animal. That's a skunk. Perfect. In German. But then you get to things like hospital. Krakenhaus. <laughs> I don't have a German accent, so I can't make it as funny, but... Krakenhaus! Basically. Oh, have you ever had to do accents in your plays? Yes. There was one show I had to have... Segway. <laughs> there you go. There was one show I had to do a British accent. And then... Can, can I hear it? No. Please? That was years ago. It, I want to... Have you improved it since then? No, because since that show ended, I stopped trying. I want to so, hear it. Mm, maybe at work sometime when I'm more prepared. <laughs> Okay. Um, Let me go to Britain real quick. I had to do a kind of like a Scottish American accent. Okay. So that sucked because I was not good. Yeah. How do you prepare when you have accents that come with your role? Like, do you just, is that how you talk all the time until your show is over? Sometimes, yeah. There's times where I'll just be in conversation with my friends, like, especially if they're theater friends. They won't question me as much. Oh. <laughs> so I'll just be sitting there talking to him and I'll like be like, well, let me try and just practice this for a bit. So I'll like try my best to like slip into the accent and sometimes it's decent, sometimes it's kind of shitty, but hmm. it's all in the practice and research for it, so. Yeah. Do you often like do extensive research on your roles? Or is it just like Once I started college, yes. Cause okay. I didn't realize everything that like went into being a performer or theater and stuff like that, I just did it as a, like a fun hobby that I grew fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Then once I got to school and started learning about like, okay, well, this is how you develop a character. Took acting classes and blah 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 blah. I now like do a lot more background research as much as I can, even just like on the period of the show itself. Yeah, you really just try to develop that character as fully as you can. I respect yeah. that. That's good. That's like true acting then, because you just. Try to take everything and combine it 
together yep. that character and bring <clears throat> that character to life as fully as you can. Good exactly. job, dude. Thank you. You're doing the thing. <laughs> I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the thing I love. That's all that matters. Do you have any um, theater plans coming up, or are you just kind of waiting for an opportunity at this point? Um, actually, yes. The Beaverdam Community Theater is doing the musical Annie this summer, so oh, I will be yeah. doing costumes for that. You're going to be doing those costumes? I'm going to be doing those costumes, along oh. with maybe stage managing the show. They can't find anyone. They're like, they keep asking me, will you stage manage? I'm like, mm, never done that before, but so what maybe. what would that all entail? Managing the stage, being the stage manager. <clears throat> so a lot of it would be, I would have to be at almost every rehearsal, taking notes, taking, blocking notes for people who like aren't there, people who end up having questions later. Mm -hmm. um, for more like prof professional side of theater, the stage manager tends to do a lot of end of night rehearsal notes, like what happened at the rehearsal, who was there sort of situations like that and e send out like mass emails like every day mm -hmm. like you know like okay. this is what, this is what you need to be prepared for for rehearsal the next day this is what we did stuff so just like kind of manage the essential communication mm -hmm. between everyone to make sure that the yeah. show goes on without a hitch and then during the actual shows they are in charge of making sure everyone's on time and ready by the time they need to be on stage um, they do a lot of the sound and light calling, like, door, sound effects, ready, go. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask about that. How, how is it, like, how do you get the sound effects that you play on stage? So Take me through that process. A lot of people, a lot of shows have, like, a specific sound designer mm -hmm. that collaborates with the director, and they'll, like, pull a bunch of, like, sound clip sound clips from like YouTube or the internet or stuff like that, um, like a doorbell for example, they'll just find like maybe a bunch of different doorbell sound effects from like the era, mm -hmm. and then sit down with the director, hear the sounds I have for, for this, for this, and whatever, and then they will say yes, no, close, sort of a thing. Okay. And then it depends on the equipment the theater has. Some of them will just be in, like listed. So you just have to hit like one button and it does the sound effect. Hit yeah. the next button, does the next sound effect. Uh -huh. Otherwise, it's a bunch of programming, different buttons to do different things that you have to know which one means what and when to push what. Okay. Well, that that setup sounds a little tricky, but I'm sure once you like do it, once you times, yeah, it's really a lot of it's, it's like a walk in the park memory. once you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, have you ever thought about a director role? Have you ever been interested in anything like that? Actually, yes. Um, for Platteville, oh, the juniors and seniors, theater majors have to take a directing class okay. in order to graduate. And then their final project is directing a one-act. So at the end of the year, they have, end of semester, they have a one-act festival where the directors showcase their final project for like an audience yeah and that was a lot of fun to do especially because i had two of like my best friends and my three of my best friends in the show mm -hmm. so working one-on-one -on -one with them sometimes was kind of hard because they treated me more as a friend than their director yeah but then there were times where 
they were willing to let me push them beyond their boundaries sort of thing. Yeah, because you had that in. Exactly. Right. I actually have a recording of it that I can show you sometime. Oh, that'd be, be cool. Interested. Yeah, I would love that. Because it was the very first... Mine opened our one-act festival, mm-hmm. and one of my professors told me the next day that she had, like, a high school student in one of her classes there, mm-hmm. and her and her parents left after mine because they were so uncomfortable. Oh, but that was like a good thing. That was a compliment because I wanted the audience uncomfortable with it. What were you, what was the whole premise? The whole premise was it was like three in the morning and this dude's best friend, who they're both straight, but the dude's best friend had like a crazy sex dream about another coworker of the same gender. Mm-hmm. And I tried to play it off as the two guys had like hidden sexual tension before each other mm-hmm. and then... This is great. This that is the great. dream actually okay. was about his friend there mm-hmm. and not a coworker. Oh, okay. So he just kept like changing the name, like change. Uh, he would start the sentence like, uh, "It was this name. It was this person." Okay. Well, that actually brings me into um, my next question. Um, so there seems to be a stigma around men in theater. Um, it's often said that men in theater are overly feminine or even quote-unquote fags. Um, I want to know if you've ever experienced anything like that. Like if anyone's been like, hey, you fag. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, not directly like that, no. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people and a lot of like castmates when we first like start rehearsal processes... Like, just with me alone, just because of how I don't really care about what people think of me, and I'll admit I am very flamboyant with certain situations, Mm -hmm. that they just assume I'm gay right away, Mm -hmm. and they get to know me, and then we're talking, and they're like, oh, I thought you were gay. I'm like, no. I gotta be honest, that was the first thing that I thought when I met you two, I was like, this man's in theater, he's gay, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, a lot of people think that I'm like... No, not fully into men, but I'm not opposed of men. Okay. So would you say you're, like, bi? I would, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, are there a lot of gay or bi individuals in theater that you've noticed? Yes. Yeah? A lot okay. of gay or bi ones, and then the straight ones who tend to do it a lot more after they do it the first time because they've really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I, like, start questioning their sexuality, but they've become more... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, acceptable of, like, <laughs> okay. their sexuality and being able to... Yes, I will be flamboyant if I need to be, and this is just the kind of person I am, but I am straight. Okay. Sort of thing. It brings out, like, their real true self instead of the one that they, like, put on for people. Right. Do you think a lot of people, um, up until, like, after they do their first couple mm-hmm. plays like that, just really, um, try to hide, like, their leniency towards, maybe I might be bi, I don't know, just because they're like, yeah, no, I'm a straight man, I do theater, so what? Do you think, <laughs> do you think <laughs> that happens a lot? I would say yes, whether they acknowledge it verbally, or it's just like, Something in, like, how they present themselves afterwards sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's really interesting to kind of... 
Why do you think gay and bisexual people might be more attracted to theater? Hmm. I know that's a really tough question. That is a really like tough hard question. To answer because I'm sure it's I don't have like an actual. But... I've never actually thought about that kind of a question. Uh huh. Um. Huh. I don't know if I can say I have an answer for you for that one. Okay. To be completely honest. That's okay. You can get back to me. We work together. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you are correct. Um. I think this is my last big question, unless I think of something else on the floor. But um, on a scale of one to I'm pissing myself, how nervous do you get before you go on stage? Um, that honestly always depends on the importance of my character mm-hmm. and okay. stuff like that. Um, at the very beginning, I get so like nervous, like I get very like shaky and just. Also high energy though, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of the nerves now and stresses. Um, Do you think the it's anxiousness. more excitement? It's sometimes? more excitement now. Yeah. Um, I will admit I'm one of the many actually who get a nervous bladder at the very beginning of a show, oh, really? where you really have to pee before you go on stage. Yeah. But then once you're on stage, it just goes away. So it really is. I'm pissing myself. Yes, it really is. I'm pissing myself. <laughs> okay. um, when I did was in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and I played Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. For our opening night, I... <laughs> you can ask Rebecca this, too, because she was in the show with me, and, like, yeah. she came over to me and asked me if I was okay. I was down in the basement of the theater, like, literally almost jogging around the basement because I was just, like, pacing so fast, and I was just so nervous and shaky mm-hmm. because I've never had that... I've never been a lead in a show before. I've had, like, supporting leads and stuff like that, so my part wasn't as important. Yeah. So I was just scared shitless, and then I had, like, a two-page monologue I had to do by myself on stage, and then you could hear in, like, my voice when I first started singing on opening night that I was so scared. Yeah. Like, my voice was so shaky. Does it get better as you go through, like, from opening night to the end of when the show is... Absolutely. Um, With that, it's a lot of... Open, once opening night hits and you're past, like, the first ten minutes of you being on stage, mm-hmm. nerves go away, you're fine. Okay. For me, at least. I don't know about other people, but yeah, I would... like, once you settle into the work? Yeah, it's completely fine. Hmm. And then from there, it's just smooth sailing. Yeah. Well, this has been really cool. I'm so glad that you came and talked about this because I learned so much about theater that I like never thought I would be interested in. Of course, I love talking about theater <laughs> any chance I get because I live and breathe theater when I'm not working, so. Yeah. Do you watch a lot of shows? Just like... Sometimes, YouTube yeah. YouTube shows? <laughs> there, there are a lot of bootlegs on YouTube of like professional shows that I will find and I will look up and watch and then... The quality's not the best, the sound's not the best, but it gets gives you the gist of it, it's still entertainment. So yeah. have you been to a professional production? The only I've been to like three at the Overture Center in Madison. Okay. And then when my school took a trip to London, we saw a bunch of professional shows in London. Oh, yeah, which that's was right. super Guys, cool. Guys, he went to London. So Being a theater major in Platteville best highly recommend go go get go there get an education in theater <laughs> go to london you see like seven shows well we saw like six shows 
and then we had one free night where everyone just went their separate ways to see different shows. Yeah. So. Big Ben was not up and running for viewing though. No, that was under construction along with the Ferris wheel thing. Oh yeah. And that didn't open up till after we like right at the day after we left. So you we, got we were so upset. <laughs> oh man, um, what were the shows like in London? Were they a lot different than the shows in the U.S.? Or was Not really, no. The, like the, the theater spacing was slightly different. Um, but overall, the performance, if you weren't too focused on the accents, mm -hmm. it was basically just like seeing a professional show in the U.S. Yeah. Huh. A lot of us, though, were so tired for most of them. Everyone fell asleep, at least during one of the shows. Really? Aww. There was one show, one Shakespeare show we saw that half of us were on one side of the stage and the other half was on the other side of the stage mm -hmm. and we saw across, I like looked up and across at one point and I saw like half of them on that side sleeping. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Including the professors. <laughs> so the one times I fell asleep I didn't feel as bad. Yikes dude. <laughs> well that's awesome. Um. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, and absolutely. Us today. Thanks for having me. Um, listeners, thanks for tuning in. And if you have any topic suggestions or any questions, comments, whatever you want, uh, tweet us at O Intellects. And have a super banging day. Okay, bye.